there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. My passenger today is the star of MASH Report. He's got a brand new podcast out this week, Pod Save the UK. And if there's any man who can make light of this crazy mad world that we are living in, it's the very funny Nish Final boarding call for Nish Kumar. Nish Kumar, this is the final boarding call. Final boarding call for Nish Kumar. Nish Kumar, Nish Kumar, final boarding call. Please come to the game, please. Thank you. Look who we got on board. Nish Kumar. Hi, Alan. Hello. Thanks for flying, Alan Air. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Yes. Now, last time I saw you, we were both on holiday slash work. In Australia, you were ripping the roof. We were definitely for, for the purposes of HMRC <laughs> and for, uh, from Alan and I receipts. We were definitely on work visit. It was one hundred percent work. It was all work. Now that we've we got never that had cleared up, a bit of fun. Yeah, we didn't have a single bit of fun. That McDonald's was a t- was a business expense. I was trying to research Australian McDonald's for a routine I was writing. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was great. Talking about receipts, I ate that when they itemise stuff because sometimes there's been cocktails on there. You know, know, slippery nipple. (laughs) Long hard screw. You're like, ah, rusty nail. Big sex. Terrible name for a cocktail. No, you were ripping the roof off Sydney Opera House. It was... It's so much fun, and I so a couple of people have asked me about that in a way that you know when you do comedy for long enough, your friends sort of lose fascination with it, rightly. But there's a a, a couple of my friends have been like, "That is mad that you did this. You, you did you were doing your tour show in the concert hall. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's very few places where there's a really famous performance area of any sort." that is like a national... Like, if you want to quickly show that someone's in the city of Sydney, you show the opera house. It's like doing a gig in Big Ben. Like, it's sort of like... (laughs) It's like a national landmark that also doubles as a performance space. It was like... It was was cool. I know. It was... And then last time I was there, Julie Andrews was in the smaller space. What? Because I had the big space. It was so eggy. (laughs) 
She was doing, um, was it, what's that one she did, Mary Poppins? No, Sound of Music or something. She was there at the gala. What, she was up. doing? L- th- no, the she sa- was out, she was there just saying, right, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. love this, I was in this movie night in the 60s yeah. or something like that. So she, the red carpet was in that smaller <laughs> one and there's me mincing <laughs> along eating the egg sandwich. <laughs> Is that Julie Andrews? <laughs> Sorry, Julie. Get in the studio, that's Julie. That, that's showbiz, Julie. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Do you like Sydney? Yeah, I really like Sydney. Mm. Yeah, I really. It's got like it Sydney. all, hasn't it? Really. I've got a uh, family that live there as well, so I I I spent a bit a decent chunk of time out in Sydney. Mm. It's a great city. It's great. You you're on the beach. The food's good. It's it, yeah. It's really good. I I love the bridge climb. I've oh, climbed the Harbour Bridge a couple of times. It's really fun. You know the story behind that, don't you? Me and what? Rob. What? You know, I after my Sydney Opera House. If you've heard yeah. this, no. Well, Opera House. It went so well. Come on, let's pie. You know, you saw me a few, pissed, yeah. I pissed a few times. Yeah, yeah. Did I go, I'm the Pied Piper of Cock? Yes. Oh, <laughs> it was that night. <laughs> Come on, I... guys, I'm the Pied Piper of Cock. And I was like that, pretend to play a pipe and skipped out. Well, this is the night. <laughs> and yeah, I have such a distinct memory because it was in, it was a part they'd done like a party thing yeah. in the uh, mm. in the like uh, in a sort of back bar, okay, unbelievable view because yeah. you could stand on the ledge and look at the Harbour Bridge. Mm. And uh, yeah, I do remember you walking <laughs> off saying, "I'm the blind viper of cock." <laughs> So we go out, we have some tequilas, like blah, 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 blah. And then um, he's booked in 9, 9.30am, the Sydney Harbour Bridge Walk. Yeah, right. So we go there. I'm like, oh, God, I don't feel good. But, you know, soldier on, had a cup of tea and all this, and I get all the, the grey stuff. Wait, off. so you got up? Yeah. Oh, out the, you were saying that you were the Pied Piper of Cock at about one in the morning. Hello. That was the start <laughs> of your journey to Hamlin. <laughs> over the bridge. La, Hamlin was over the bridge. La, la. Hands free. I'm just skipping along. Yeah, so I put the outfit on. We have a laugh with the woman. We reinstate with Rob. And then as we go through the door, she pulls out this orange thing. I breathe into it. I am too pissed. I fail a breathalyzer to go over the fucking bridge. Too pissed to walk over a bridge. <laughs> and then and then he's like, and then Rob's like, what? And then he he passed. I don't know how he passed. And so we sat in this, that this gift is Rob shop. Beck- this is Beckett, Ro- isn't About it? Rob Beckett. We sit in that gift shop for an hour and he's scowling at me and he's giving me bottles of water, tea, and then I said, I need something else, I need something else. Then he bought me a, a bacon sandwich and uh, it was so funny. It was so hot that I bit into it and this bit of, Bacon came out with like that, I could tell. Just as the woman came over and said, Have you sobered up? <laughs> okay. He's like, Can you stop it? He's like, take it out. Ah, it's so hot. I sobered up and I passed the test. Yeah. Yeah. And then went to the job and she went, Are you celebrating anything? I went, Yeah, sober for 10 minutes. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, I do. I do remember yeah. being breathalysed and thinking, <laughs> "Who's going to fail?" <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be honest, you're chained to the side. Even if I was paralytic, oh, one, I could, you couldn't fall. One hundred percent. I feel like that's more about making sure someone doesn't chuck up on Sydney's motorists. Uh, oh yeah. But it, it feels like because you literally are chained 
to the bridge. Yeah. I can't believe well, I was with you for a chunk of that night. Yeah. And it ended quite late. And I was like, oh, I've got, I've got to go to bed. Mm. And you guys had gone out after that. But it was quite, that was quite late. I know, I know, I know. Honestly, yeah. I'm not proud of it. But then the thing is, as we... <laughs> I think you should be proud of it. <laughs> no. But I think that's evidence more of my own lax attitude to drinking <laughs> than anything else. Because <laughs> I think, you know, when you go in there, they've got like Kate Blanchett, they've got Kylie, all these people who went over there. I think they should have a wall of shame <laughs> on the reverse people like who, celebrities who are like oh god shame them. but then I had a very weird moment because as you go over people who don't know you go over this park and then you go over the it's, when you look down it's terrifying isn't it vertigo yeah. like that then I go down there Leo Sayer remember Leo Sayer yeah, he's singing at a dog fair Feel like dancing. I want to take the night away. And I'm looking down. And you know, I felt like one of those drunks in those Hollywood movies. I, yes, I felt like one of those drunks in those Hollywood movies. Like, you know, when they look, look at the bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. Look at it. Throw it away. <laughs> that's what I felt like. I said, Rob, Rob, that's fucking Leo Sayer. There's it. And there's just all these dogs. Oh, it's so weird. It well, Leo Sayer was doing a concert for dogs at the bottom of the Sydney hey, Harbour Bridge. Like I said, that showbiz. No, um, <laughs> no I'm slagging everyone off today. Alan Carr, icon. No, um, why, why is the Nish Kumar episode two minutes long? <laughs> <laughs> he says hello to him Just and goodbye. <laughs> no, yeah, very odd, very odd. But then, listen, so people think, um, people either go for Sydney or Melbourne. What do you think of Jack Melbourne? I love Melbourne. Because Melbourne's the brains and Sydney's the body, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I'm I'm all about the body, <laughs> as you can see. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think comedians particularly develop quite a strong British comedians particularly mm. develop quite a strong relationship. Uh, British and Irish comedians definitely develop a strong relationship with Melbourne because of the comedy festival. So you actually go out there and live in the city for a month. Melbourne is unbelievable. Yeah, like it's just. Um, when you get there for the first time, you sort of say to people that live there, what's the things that you should see? Because you go to Sydney, they're like, go to Harbour Bridge, go yeah. to the Opera House, um, go to Bondi, eat the Blue Mountain. There's lots of things to see and do. When you get to Melbourne, everyone's just like, oh, there's nothing to see here. Yeah. Just go to one of our 75,000 incredible <laughs> restaurants and yeah. then drink so many cups of coffee, you'll think you're having a panic attack. By <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... Um, it, the food. It's the architecture that the architecture. I love. It's, I love the architecture in Melbourne. It's great. It's it's just a really, really. It's just a great. It feels like a great place. Sydney feels like a great place to visit. Yeah. Melbourne seems like a great place to live. I yeah. Think. Like it, yeah, it's it's great. Would you like anything off the trolley, sir? A double whiskey. I'm afraid we have to use the breathalyzer on you. I'm afraid not. Would you like a Fanta? Where did you go on holiday as a child? Well, let me tell you, Alan. Very glamorous. <laughs> Leicester. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> well, I spent a lot of my school... My my grandparents, my mum my and her parents and her sister moved to England in the 70s and they moved straight to Leicester like a lot of the South Asian community. And so my grandparents... and Like, my grandparents... My granddad literally ran, a cu ran curry houses in Leicester. Um, and they continued to live there until the kind of late 90s when they moved down to be nearer my family. Um, but so I used to spend a lot of my school holidays in Leicester. Uh, 
Okay, yeah, this is a <laughs> hey, this is a safe space. This is lovely, lovely. But then we were sa- part of that was because we were always saving up money for trips to India. Oh, so I, okay. So it was like our big thing was every two years we'd go to India because my my dad's family, the majority of them are still in India. So basically, I it was school holidays in Leicester, and then every two years, bang, Kerala. Oh, well, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? I was going to start up a bloody GoFundMe page at one point. <laughs> no, it was... Two it, pounds a month. Could get a decent holiday. To Marbella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kerala, that's nice, yeah. isn't it? But what's funny about it is when you're a kid, if you're... When you're a kind of... When you're a kid who has family that live in a different country, you don't differentiate between the two places that your grandma's <laughs> living. So in my head, I was just like, well, Lester... And Kerala, yeah, peas yeah. in a pod. Um, and then, and so we used to go all the time and it was just, it was sort of the main thing was like seeing family, mm. hanging out. And then where I think when I was about 17 or 18, me and my family and then my uncle's family did like a huge trip. And then my parents and I went up to Agra and saw the Taj Mahal. And, uh, you know, there's a point where you get a bit older where you're like, oh my God, this is absolutely this is a lot better than Leicester. With apologies no. to the good city of Leicester. But there's points where you go, wow, this is like, this is absolutely incredible. Like, the, yeah. like Kerala, we went around the kind of, we did the Backwaters yeah. tour and then we went up to the kind of um, tea plantations. Oh, it, it's it's spectacular. It's unbelievable. Now, I quite like Leicester, but... Yeah, I love Leicester. They, someone needs to tell me about that Latin quarter. <laughs> I, I walked through the Latin quarter. I didn't realise I'd gone through the Latin I mean, it was like a Mexican restaurant. That's you know, Latin. I mean, very. It's very loosely Latin. Loosely it's Latin. Very oh my loosely God, Latin. I'm in Rio. <laughs> Is this Rio? Um, but no, I've, I, I actually supported Roseanne Barr, Leicester, her one UK day. Whoa. In, in Leicester. What? Yes. And do you know why? Why? She thought it was in Leicester Square. Oh, She my didn't God. even do a London date. She just did one tour date in Leicester. Leicester, because she thought it was near Leicester Square. <laughs> Who's that phone? Is that mine? It's yeah. Roseanne. <laughs> it's Roseanne. I heard that. Hey! <laughs> hey! I know this is not the time. I yeah. sort of almost want to do a separate podcast <laughs> where I just talk to you about supporting <laughs> Roseanne. But it le- what year is this? Oh, this is when I started. 2004, something like wow. that. Yeah, and do you know what? She was like... This is what happened. And I said, I knocked on the door. There's a bottle of red wine. I had a really good gig. So I thought, oh, I'm going to open the red wine. I didn't have a, 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 was it a wine opener, a bottle opener? Yeah. So I go in to knock on the door. Hi, Roseanne. And a manager comes up. Hi. I said, You haven't got a, a bottle opener, have you? And then I looked down and he looked down and there was a bottle opener on the side. And then he looked at me and went, No. And I went, <laughs> I went, Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I know it's silly, and I know, but that it just made me sport the night. It is that is very weird. Yeah, but I'm so fascinated. How do they? How do you end? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, it was very weird. And then there was a drag. Oh, well, I'm slagging off someone else now. But this drag act who did Sade pass. This is the most random night. <laughs> Okay, I like a little. <laughs> and like... then Leo Sayer came on and did a dog concert. <laughs> yes. And then, um, yeah, a drag queen dressed as Sade going, poo on me later, <laughs> poo on me later. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I like a parody, 
but you don't need a fourth chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Who on me lady out? We get it now. Tell a fucking joke. We get it. <laughs> Yeah, this is the greatest night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah. I could, you know, they say if you could go back and see one gig, it yeah. would not be Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock. I, no, I, it would be you <laughs> and a drag act doing a Sade yeah. parody called Poo Opera yeah, supporting yeah. Roseanne Barr in Leicester, which she'd booked by accident. Yeah. And can you imagine wanting a drink and coming off stage going, what has just happened? And then seeing a bottle opener, <laughs> like, they won't give it to you. It's like, what? I need to drink. Did this... you interact with her at all? Um, She was, oh no, it was like... Miss Barr does not um, does not shake hands. Right, right. So right, it was a bit okay. like that. He comes in. She was she was all right. I'm not gonna slag her off, but she was all right. But um, yeah, yeah, right. Do not, you know, do not, uh, do not touch look. her. Anything. So I was gonna slip the tongue in. <laughs> and, <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm obviously a big, big Roseanne. I love yeah. Roseanne the Theatre, you know, obviously some of her politics I don't agree with. But, um, yes, it was just a very odd evening in Leicester. Wow. And just... Her, that is fantastic. I know, and her expecting maybe to go out and see the sights. So, so the yeah, she, 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 yeah, <laughs> No, she probably thought it was Leicester Square and was yeah, hoping to right. go out. And where did she go afterwards? I don't know. <laughs> So listen, you're doing a podcast. That's right, I am. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. at last. Yeah, well, tree. What's it about? At last. Travel. Yeah. <laughs> Roseanne Barr. It's like, yeah. It's, it's a me. deep dive into your gig with Roseanne Barr. It's like seven. It's like slow burn. It's like six hours. Or, oral history. We get everybody. Yeah. The manager. She told me, don't give him the wine, the bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like cereal. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god! <laughs> Where are they now? Well, let's put it this way: Alan's in career is in much better shape than Roseanne Barr's. <laughs> so, no, so, so tell us, tell us about this podcast. Uh, I'm doing a podcast called Pod Save the UK, um, which is a news podcast. Yeah. So it's for there's a, an American company called Crooked Media who've been doing a podcast called Pod Save America for a long time amongst many other excellent podcasts and they approached me and asked me if I would do a news podcast and I assumed they meant comedy and it turned out they did not oh. and I said have you googled me and they said <laughs> yeah yeah we think that you're going to be a good host of this so I'm I'm actually I'm I'm really excited about it it's yeah. I I really love the um the American podcast and it's going to be about British news and British politics yeah. who are you going to have on it I'm going to have some people that know what they're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to get a load of journalists. We've got loads of really smart, qualified people. Pied and Piper and Cock. <laughs> can you imagine you've got two, like... You, 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 <coughs> you're speaking to two politicians, and if you can faintly hear... Do, 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 do. <laughs> As I burst through the studio... Do, 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 do. <laughs> With political news... What's going on in We've the world? We've got John McDonald, Harriet Harman, <laughs> and the Pied Piper of Cock. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be funny because you're doing Yeah, it's going to be funny it? and it's going to be fun. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping, mm. I, I'm really, I'm really passionate about the idea that making, that politics feels like, there's people that feel like politics doesn't have anything to do with their of day. Of course. Like, you're like, yeah, if you can't see a GP... Or you can't get, you know, the trains aren't working. Yeah. That's politics. Like, yeah. a lot of that comes down to politics and political decisions. Yes, And yeah. getting really smart people 
on to explain why these decisions, what they mean for you on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's something I'm really passionate about. I, I, There's a lot of coverage of politics that is specifically for people who like politics. Yeah. And so the whole thing becomes a bit of a kind of feedback loop. Um, and so I, I'd like to do something for people who are interested in political issues. Yeah. But maybe are, are not so keen on just listening to specifics about PMQs on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel this is a time now, because the world's just going to shit and it genuinely... Yeah. I know it's, it's true, it's true. This is the time when people need to engage. Yeah, they? yeah. And it, it does feel a bit like sometimes, like I'm so sympathetic to it. Some days you get up, like I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday mm-hmm. and he was just like, I just can't engage. Like I just mm-hmm. can't. It's It feels too much. Yeah. And I think that it would be useful to get people who know about things to explain why yeah, we should care. Yeah. And also in some ways why things are salvageable because definitely some mornings you think, I know, just like, like 1.7 trillion bits of plastic in yeah. the set. I mean, it's overwhelming sometimes the news. You're just like, I don't know, I don't know how I can deal with this. How can I process this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that I think that's the, the purpose of the podcast is like making things feel accessible and trying to make things feel a bit more hopeful. Yeah. And, you know, for, for me, I spent a lot of time m- making jokes about the news and now I feel some sort of, like, karmic debt has to be repaid where you have yeah. to, like, offer some actual solutions rather than just going... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. That's it. When's it out? 4th of May. 4th of May. Pied Piper of Cock, please go back to their seat. Are you going on holiday this year? Uh, I think I will probably go to... I really want to go to India because I haven't been back to India for a, 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 yeah. a good while. Yeah. Um, and so there was a period where I went every other year. Then I didn't go for ages. Then when I was 18, I, I lived out there with my cousin for a couple of months. And then there was a period where I went went every year. And in, tw- in 2014, I actually did some gigs out there, which was so interesting and weird and fun. And I had such a good time. There was a gig in Bangalore where there were 100 people in and I was related either directly or via marriage to 30 of them. So it's literally <laughs> one third of the audience were my family members. And like the... They're like some of the most supportive people of my comedy, of my comedy career. Like my, my family in India, they they absolutely they absolutely love it. My parents were like, try and encourage him to be a doctor, and they were like, no, we, <laughs> we think this is great. <laughs> Do that? Is it the same sense of humour as ours? I mean, what is it more political? Is it more observational? Is it more surreal? They're, well, they've got. Oh my God, look at me clumping a whole. Country. Well, yeah. <laughs> A couple of billion people. <laughs> yeah. they, they what like do that. they like? Do they laugh? <laughs> they... <laughs> no, sorry, no, no, but I mean, like America, sometimes American humours, like, I know you shouldn't clump people together, but America sometimes, they don't get certain bits. I mean, famously, I think they do, but, you know, I'm going to stop digging. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting because there's, like, like all of the different various languages have got their own comedy oh, of scenes, you've got but then there's also a really thriving English language scene, yeah. and lots of the stand-ups and people that go to that um, those gigs mm. are like, you know, there's like an international community yeah. of comedy fans mm. now, and so you know, 
when when I went out there, they were all asking me questions about Stuart Lee. And I was like, how the hell? Like, but, and they'd all, you know, watched all this stuff on the internet. Mm. And, you know, they the last time I met a couple of them, they, like, wanted to know what James Acaster was like. And I was like, I've no idea. This is a weird guy. <laughs> 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 but it's, it, it's really interesting that there's this kind of, there is this sort of international community yeah. of people who are really, really super into comedy. Mm. And it's kind of been built out by podcasts and, and the internet. But yeah, it was it was 2014 mm. and it was it was wild and mm. really fun and the gigs were amazing. And yeah, so I I would ideally mm. like uh like to get out to India. It was fun like being in Australia last year, though, that was kind of because yeah, yeah. that was the first big work trip I've done in a while. Didn't you find it hard performing with jet lag? Uh, the, you know, the first time I did the New Zealand Comedy Festival, yeah. the night I landed, and I mean, that whenever you get out in Australia, you're always like, that, is a, that flight is a killer. Yeah. And then when you go to New Zealand, it's like, and then there's another four hours on the end of oh, it. I know, I know, I know. It, it's, it, I did a gig the night I landed, and I have no memory of what I said. I think if someone has footage of that, I am immediately cancelled. It's so weird. It's so weird. I arrived in Melbourne and then like 2am ping, I just woke Why up do yeah, I? and just walking around the streets of Melbourne like some Camp Jack the Ripper. Um, I mean, I've never been so awake. I'm just like, I'm not even that awake now and I'm on my own time. It's just, honestly, it's just ping. I mean, honestly, like ping. You know, ping, like, hey. I, what should we do? Woo! I'm like American. Whoa! Awesome! I'm like that, but like, what? Alan, you were so jet lagged. You changed nationality. Yeah! <laughs> Spring break! <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Al? Yeah, he's taken the jet lag very bad. He's become an American frat boy. He's become Van Wilder party liaison. The first time Ellis James, my friend and a great comedian, did the New Zealand Comedy Festival, he never fully got onto New Zealand time. Oh, he was no. there for a month and he somehow managed to never fully get on it but I like I I do find the gigs do help because you kind of get that you, you kind of get that shot of adrenaline that keeps you awake at night yeah and then the sort of fatigue that falls after that I, I, I do sometimes find I found it easier to adjust to jet lag when I'm doing gigs yeah than yeah when I'm out on holiday it's it it, 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 it sort of does help have you ever got lucky on holiday have I ever got lucky on holiday? As in, like, like had a holiday rom, like a, a holiday, holiday romance. romance. Yeah, I've got absolutely no holiday romance stories. To oh tell come you. off it! I'm you not must joking. Have. I'm not Surely. joking. I'm not joking. My total numbers sexually are an embarrassment. No. <laughs> but also, I have been in a relationship for eleven years, so that that takes a chunk of it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But you never had like you know, there's never like someone in. In Leicester. <laughs> that sounded so sad. <laughs> Someone in the Latin Quarter. Someone in, in the Latin Quarter. There was a there was a restaurant. Uh, there was a waitress in a charming Mexican restaurant called Chiquitos, <laughs> and she and I had a perilous fling. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I, I always romanticise the idea of having one because I love um, it before sunrise, uh, sunset and midnight, the Ethan Hawke, Julie Depley movies. And, and the whole premise of that first movie is about two people who have this like chance encounter on a train and they're both travelling and then they have this like sort of magical night in Vienna. But uh, so are you a hopeless romantic, would you say? 
I'd say I'm hopeless. <laughs> I don't know whether, whether we even need to caveat that with romance. Oh. But I've, uh, yeah, I mean, most of the travelling I've done last 11 years has been with my partner. We did the bridge climb in 2014 in Sydney. And there's a thing at the end, I don't even know if they bother doing this anymore because who's on Facebook, but they, racist uncles. But apart from that, they used to give you an option where it's like you can upload your picture straight to Facebook. And so there's a picture of us and we did it at night as well. So the Sydney laid out and they, you can pick a caption. And she put, I said yes in block capital letters with five exclamation marks and the number one, 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 one over and over again. And I said... I don't think you should post that because, and she said, well, it's obviously a joke. Yeah. It's obviously a joke. <laughs> and then she said, how, how can people take it seriously? We're too young to get married. We were 29 <laughs> and 25. Like, you know, it's like, she was like, we're, we're far too young to get married. And I was like, <laughs> our grandparents were grandparents at our age. And she was like, no, 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 it'll be fine. And she posted it on Facebook. Oh, God. And I said, people are really going to think. And yeah. she was like, no, there's absolutely, there's no way. People know that, you know, I don't want to get married. People know all this stuff about us. By the time we had got down the escalator, <laughs> our phones had started. <laughs> our phones had started She had to pay, like, paste a hasty retraction underneath it on Facebook. <laughs> you can't mess with those things. You just can't. No, and also it's like what, what I thought was funny was like we'd been together for a couple of years at that point. She yeah. thought the idea of us getting married yeah. was so would be so laughable. She was like, I really. My family and friends don't know me the way I thought they did. <laughs> Have you ever holidayed with someone famous? Has there been someone famous on your flight? Has there been someone famous in your hotel? Oh, Mary Berry. Mary Berry, wow. Yeah, well, I was in a hotel with her. It's not like a It's not, it wasn't the well, great just celebrity Michael McIntyre was on here and he said Madonna came into his hotel on a horse. What? Come on, beat this story with Mary Berry. <laughs> but I, I think, uh, Mary Berry came in riding a hippo? No. <laughs> I don't know. She she was just sat in a, in a hotel. I mean, I guess like... Is that as famous as it's ever been anyone like no, Hollywood? So, yeah, well, no, unfortunately. I'm not Mary Berry. We all love Mary we Berry. We were at my cousin's wedding in Mykonos and my cousin saw Lady Gaga... Uh, and uh, three so not, years to so not you. No, I didn't. <laughs> worst, okay. The worst thing about this if is I wanted to interview your cousin. <laughs> worst oh. thing about this is it, it wasn't even Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> she's, been, she's she's basically the end of the story is my cousin saw a woman who looked a bit like Lady Gaga <laughs> on a beach. <laughs> She was wearing a meat dress. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she was a. It was a butcher. It was a local butcher in Mykonos. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to return to your seats, we're about to start our descent into Leicester. Cross check to manual. Cross check to manual. Tray tables down. Pan pipes up. Wave your breathalysers in the air. Thank you. Good night. We're about to start our descent. Yeah. Just time for a quick fire round. Mile High Club or Mile Shy Club? Mile. Have you ever had sex on a plane? Mile Shy Club. Though I do have a friend who is banned from a major international airline <gasps> for getting caught joining the Mile High Club. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. know how you could do it on a plane. I sometimes sit in plain toilets and I'm like, respect. If yeah. you, or First of all, 
they're probably some of the least sexual places I've ever been in my entire. Yes. I don't know why you're like. Oh, I'll tell you what really turns me on: the vague smell of a stranger's shit. Oh, oh I know. I mean, I can't even fit in them to do a poo. Like, sex. <laughs> I'm like sitting there going, oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> Let alone like, oh dear. How often in your life does the phrase, uh, do you just sit there and you just go, poo on me later? Because <laughs> I, I do worry that that's now going to be in my head for the rest of my life. How ironic is this? I've seen some of the best stand-ups in the world. I yeah. can't remember a single joke that they've done, but you but know you'll never, never ever forget, forget poo on me <laughs> poo on me later. You know, if someone held a gun to my head and said, do a joke you've heard, poo on me later. Um, <laughs> oh, God. OK, Amazon Prime or Amazon Hike? Would you rather sit and watch the telly or will you go out and have a wander? I will always go out and have a wander. And when I'm at home, my natural state is vegetative. I mean, we've already had to have a conversation about me slouching on the sofa <laughs> yeah. right now. But when I'm abroad, I sort of feel like you can't take the opportunity You've yep. got to sort of go and do everything you can. Yeah. Nudist or not on your Nelly, have you ever... Not on your Nelly. Not I, even in Leicester? Not even in Leicester. Not even in the Latin quarter of Leicester, Alan. <laughs> in the Latin quarter of Leicester. I'm wearing... T Sometimes I wear two pants just to make sure there's <laughs> no danger. Out, yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least, tip them or fuck them. You've got to tip them, surely. We've had people on who... <laughs> You don't. Old man! <laughs> always. You've got to You've tip. got to. You've got to tip. You've always... <laughs> We've recorded so long and so little and this is usable. <laughs> Thank you so much. Please collect your baggage from the carousel. Thank you, Alan. This was a, a wonderful flight. Thank you. Thank you for flying, Alan Air. Oh, Nish, that was absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. I love chatting to you. And don't forget, Pod Save the UK, Nish's new podcast, is out this week. Don't miss it. It's going to be hysterical. And guess who our passenger is next week? It's Queen of the Airways. It's Zoe Ball. And don't forget... Life's a beat. 